0: Big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 45 3, email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. A big thanks to Mr. Vicky's sources, they are handmade in Cumbria. If you want to order some of these sources, call 01768 210 102 or go to the website mrvickys.co.uk. Thanks again to United Group Travel. They are a UK coach holiday firm and they are based in Morpeth, with pickups throughout the North East. No strangers on our tours, just people you haven't met yet. They're on Facebook. They've also got a website, unitedgrouptravel.com or give them a call 01670 632 460 or 0791 666 4174 or 07957 one four one six five four. Big thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals. They're an independent funeral director based in Gateshead. You can find them at their website, darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Or give them a call. 191 478 Or email Darren at Darren Baldwin Big thanks to Neil and the lads at Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And a big thank you to New Workwear. You can find them at newworkwear.com. If you want to help the channel, then please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button underneath today's video. Hit the thumb up, which helps you like the video. And please click share and share it to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. If you want to help the channel, you could take out a one-off membership. You get a cup, a pen, a membership card, and a scarf. It's a £25 one off fee, and you can go to NUFCMatters.com and click membership, or put your smartphone over this QR code, and it will take you straight there. We also help the food bank on this channel. If you want to help the food bank virtually from wherever you are in the world, click on NUFCFansFoodbank.co.uk, and it takes you to the match day bucket, and you can make a donation. No matter how big or small, I'm also involved in the Northeast Footy Breakfast Show. You can find us on thetoonuk.com. I do Monday to Friday with Ted, the Sunderland fan, and Rye, the Borough fan, and Radio Dad Dave. Uh, lots of fun, seven to nine every morning. Give us a listen, you'll not regret it. We also help support people in the area who are putting events on. An evening with Nobby Solano takes place on the 19th of January at the Tyneside Irish Club. And an evening with Peter Beardsley takes place at the Tyneside Irish Centre the week before on January the 12th. Tickets for both events are available on voucher and would make fantastic Christmas presents for anyone of a black and white persuasion. We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcasting video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you wanna help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at 1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flys for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. It's the only way ever to you. Good morning all, welcome to NUFC Matters with me Steve Wraith, Eddie Howe's press conference review and uh, a bit of a Wraith's review this morning, I am going to do a few q and uh, question sessions on these programs moving forward until the end of the season so anyone's got any burning questions uh football related that want me to answer because as the host i tend not to get much of an opinion on this platform uh but you've got any questions for me always happy to have a bit of uh, crack on a saturday morning um when i can okay um eddie house press conference no matthew back. not sure where he was yesterday but uh Keith Downey started off the the press conference yesterday and asked Eddie how he he was recovering physically and mentally from the exertions on Tuesday night in Paris. He said, I'm good physically um, and I'm good to go. He says, mentally, there's been a lot of disappointment um, in the dressing room with the boys. But, uh, you know, the following day, it's a new day. And, you know, you've got to look forward. You don't look back. And that's probably the you know, the, the Eddie Howe that we all know. So no no change there. Um, some players, I guess, are good at moving on. Um, you know, and, and is that the kind of thing you target when you go out and sign a player, said Keith? And, you know, again, he says it's important. Um, he says, I don't like any players allowing a, a result to linger. Um, he says, of course, you can allow players to be emotional, but you know, we don't want to view ourselves as victims from that situation on Tuesday night. He says, but we will certainly use it as motivation. Keith then used the phrase "battling down the hatches, which um, he said, is that is that very much the case? You know, what Newcastle United do and what your team does and what you do? He said, it's one way of putting it, but I'm not sure that is what we do um you know he says we've you know we've got a, a problem with injuries at the moment as we all know it's been well publicized but ultimately we can get a good team out there on the pitch um you know at this moment in time we we've, we've got young players who are coming in and performing and and doing well um but yeah you know batting down the hatches he guesses that it, it, it's a terminology which he's used to and you know, I guess they've just got to get on with it. That was that was what Eddie's message was. You know, we've got injuries, pointless moaning about it. We've just got to get on with it. Which led Keith to asking them if there was any new injuries. Um, he said, "I hope we're okay um, till kickoff. Uh, so no new injuries uh, up until the point of yesterday. Obviously, they will have had a training session of some sort yesterday. So, you know, hopefully, no new injuries yesterday. Are there any players back?" said Keith. "Not presently," said Eddie. Any updates on Sven Botman? That's the one that seems to have caused most of us uh, a lot of concern because we we thought it was only going to be out for a short period yet here we are weeks later and still no Sven Botman. Wasn't good news I'm afraid. He said he's not training with us. Um, he's building his load. Uh, we don't want to hit his knee with too much. So that goes you know that flies in the face of the, the reports that were flying around social media the other day about Sven Botman back and training on grass. So I guess we don't read too much into what's put on social media. Is is the uh, you know is is the advice you, you've got to give to each other? Harvey Barnes, he asked about. Um, he's not trained with us yet. That again, is, for me, is a bit disappointing because you know there was a you know there was suggestions that Harvey Barnes would be you know coming back sooner rather than later, and yet here we are you know going into December now, not sure when he's going to come back. Um, not training with the first team yet, so that that again is disappointment. He then asked about Willock and Longstaff. He said that he hoped those two players uh, weren't long-term. But he says because the fixtures are coming thick and fast over the next two to three weeks, uh, it's a blow to us losing those two players, especially the form that Longstaff was in. It it is as well. Got to to concur with them there. Are you doing anything different? Are you wrapping players in cotton wool, um, the ones who are available and fit to play? Eddie just said there's no chance to do that. Um, As always, we've just got to go at game to game, Um, play the game, then give the players a chance for recovery, then give them information about the next game that's coming up and then move on to the next game. So, you know, we're not doing anything different. We're certainly not wrapping anybody in cotton wool. We've just got to hope that we don't get any more injuries, was the message that Eddie gave yesterday. Keith then uh, went on to Sin Bins. Obviously, the conversation is is something we've discussed on UFC Matters. And I've discussed it on the Northeast Football Breakfast Show on Toon Radio this week. Sin Bins potentially coming in. Um, Eddie didn't swerve these kind of questions yesterday, which I was quite pleased about. He just said, I've not really read much about it. um, But I've got the same initial thoughts to it as I had with VAR, which was that I'll reserve judgment and obviously, from his perspective, I think he knew he was going to get asked about VAR a little bit later in this press conference, so sets that one up nicely. That was Keith's conversation. Uh, that was Keith's questions over. Andy Six Smith was next. Um, he wished him a happy birthday or a belated happy birthday and asked him how he celebrated. Eddie laughed, thanked him, and said, Cup of tea and some nice cake, very nice cake, actually. Um, he says, Presents, of course. He said, but it was low key. Um, he says, and I enjoyed it once I remembered what day it was. I mean, you know, he gives that impression. He's throwing so much time into Newcastle uh, that he forgot his own birthday. I mean, you know, that tells you the measure of the man. Um, Andy then joked about the guy who tweeted that he'd switched his Christmas lights off after the result in France um, because even they were making him feel sad. Uh, Andy said, Is it the saddest that you felt for a while after a game? And he said, I didn't feel sad for myself. Um, he said, I felt sad for everyone connected with the club. I felt sorry for the players. I felt sorry for the, the you know, the people who own the club. And I felt sorry for the fans who travelled out there. He said, we didn't deserve to win the game from the football side of things. Um, but to come so close to winning the game and being de- denied the way that we were denied was disappointing. Um, but we have to have perspective. Um, you know, we got four points off PSG. I think that's what he was implying and you know we've got to we've got to move quickly into the next game and and put that experience behind us. Andy then asked him about the positives he said I guess you can take some positives from Lewis Miley and how he's developing and and you know in this situation he's you know he's got the opportunity to get into the first team at the age of 17 years of age he's you know holding his own in the Premier League and the Champions League now and the future will be the judge of that for Lewis Miley, is what Eddie said. Keeping his feet on the ground, certainly. Um, he said he can take things in his stride. He's got a really good perspective on life. He's polite, he's respectful, and he's keen to show his qualities. So, you know, all, all the signs of a, a, a great manager, Eddie, every time he speaks for me. But the fact that he, you know, he can see that Lewis is doing well, but he doesn't want him to get carried away. I guess is, is you know, and, and he's going to keep his feet on the ground, and that's the right way to manage the kid because he is world class at this moment in time. He's, he's he's proven it. He can play on the big stage, and if you you know, I've always said if you you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Same starting eleven uh, for the last two games. You know how do you manage that situation? Was Andy's next question? Um, by trying not to pick up new injuries was what Eddie said. Um, he said you know with this team, we've got to rest players um first and foremost correctly in between games, give them the information for the next game, and then you know, we've got to hope as well that we start getting players back um out of the uh out of the injury room. So, you know, that that's that's how you manage it, he said. Um he said, I'm pleased to say that, you know, after the win against Chelsea and the draw in, in Paris, that there's no fatigue, um uh, certainly not mentally or physically. And in the dressing room it's all very very positive so that's great to hear going into this game against manchester united today manchester united was what andy moved on to he said they've won five out of the last six games how do you view their progress and how they have turned the, the the form around over the last few weeks he said look you can never write off manchester united they've got great players they've got a great coach You've heard this before, haven't you? With every single game we've played this season, he never dismisses or or puts down the opposition. Um, he said he's got total respect for Ten Hag, um, and he says yes, they've won a lot of games recently. He said I actually watched the the Galatasaray game, and um, he said it was a, a great game. And I just want to say well done to you know to both teams. And from from his perspective, he was delighted that. Um, you know, he's, he, you know, you know, Ten Hog's delighted, obviously, that his team's doing well, but he's, you know, he's, he thinks this is going to be a really good game. He's delighted that they're playing them at this time. Two good teams going into form, uh, but off the form book, it should be a, it should be a, a real good cracker uh, of a game tonight. What makes a good rivalry, said Andy, because he, he was pointing to the fact that, um, Newcastle and Manchester United have this rivalry and, and, He said, "Look, really good competition brings rivalry." He said, "When games are close between two teams, that brings rivalry." He says, "Of course, in the nineteen nineties, this particular fixture had its own reasons for being, you know, a rivalry, and that's because, you know, you had the title to play for. Newcastle and Manchester United, Newcastle United and Manchester United were both going for the title." And he said, "Those kind of fixtures bring energy from the stadium. They bring the they bring the atmosphere." And he says, we need to be able to use that to our advantage tomorrow. That was Andy's questions over. Jerry Jackson was next, who I think was working for the BBC yesterday. Um, and he started the, the questions on VAR. He said, the VAR official who was in charge, at um, in, involved with the PSG game, was stood down. What are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on VAR? He basically went on about the handball law. He said, the handball law is vague. It's not clear. And that is the big problem. Um, I would struggle to tell you uh, what can be allowed and what can't be allowed with regards to the handball rule. He said, ultimately, the referee on the pitch made the right decision. They are told him to look at it because they clearly thought it wasn't the right decision. But he he just said, how really is is going? is the ref going to the screen? you know, how is that going to benefit the referee if you're only showing them, you know, certain angles? And it, he, was, he was right. He said what we've all said this week. He went, there's not enough power to the on-field official. And he says the decision that the on-field official, the referee gave was correct. Um, and he says, I believe that they should be given more strength um, and, and given more power. So Eddie really agreeing with all of us. And um, Again, he just felt that he just felt that you know it was pointless talking about it, but at least he, at least he gave an opinion. Um, Are you seeking more guidance? Um, was was the next question from Jerry? He said, "Well, we've asked for clarity," he says, but you know the moment's gone for us. Um, he says every football fan sees that as an error, except PSG fans, of course. So, you know, he said, "I, I guess." He knows that the club are going to appeal and look at the situation, but what good does it do? You've just got to park it, move on, and you know hope that things get changed at the top level. I guess you've only conceded one goal at home since Liverpool. What's the mood like? You know, within within this uh, the squad because of that. Um, Eddie just said, "Look," he said, "It's uh, we we've set up differently in different games, uh, depending on the opposition." He says, "You know, our principles haven't changed. Um, you know, the mood is good." Um, but, you know, we're expecting a good performance against Manchester United, a committed performance against Manchester United. And, you know, that's from the back all the way to the front. Chris Conway was next. And um, can you and the players use the injustice of Tuesday night to, to you know, to motivate yourselves? Again, similar question to what had been asked previously. And he just said, look, it's, it's what we have to try and do. He says if it helps certain players and then it helps certain players he says but this is a different game a different day it's a different competition um he says but i like that kind of mentality he says that's been my mentality for you know as a player and as a manager and it it certainly won't change but you know some players can work with that and and motivate themselves and others you know others use other methods um he then talked about um ten hog manager's comments uh on the documentary he was talking about amazon primes documentary we are united and he said um, you know you pointing to the fact i guess that he he did that team talk in the dressing room and he used 10 hogs comments to motivate the team and, and and more or less you know they went out and got a wonderful a wonderful win last season at home do you still use that kind of thing as a tool was uh, the question from Chris Conway um he said that that's games in the past. He said, we played them, we got the result. Um, he says, we look at the future. He says, we're playing, we're a different team uh, to a degree. We're playing a different team. It's a different situation. And, you know, we we will act accordingly. We'll do what we feel is right in the dressing room to, to motivate the team to get the result. You both played midweek um, in the Champions League. Will Fatigue play its part in this game? Um, Eddie said no. Uh, I don't look at it that way at all. He says we will both have enough time to recover uh, and prepare in the same way. Dean was next. Not sure who Dean is, but um, he said, "Have you solved? Um, have you have you looked for clarity from UEFA on on the VAR situation? I mean, it had already been answered in a, in, a, in a roundabout way before, but he said, not me personally, uh, but I believe the club have um, on the penalty situation." He then asked him if he, you know, do you ever get angry? He says, You seem so controlled after that situation. Um, he says, Oh, I'll get angry. He says, but um, who do I get angry with in that situation? The referee? No. V A R, yes, but obviously you can't can't you, you can't see them, you can't speak to them. Um, and I think it's a waste of energy because the decision's made in the moment's gone. So, you know, for me. That energy can be used in in you know other ways. Dean then asked him if uh, he felt that recent results against Manchester United in the league and in the Carabao Cup um, have you closed the gap on Manchester United now? And Eddie wouldn't say that they've closed the gap. It's still a team that Newcastle have never finished above in the uh, in the Premier League in since it since its inception. But he he basically said that's what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to get to the top. We're trying to close the gap on the top teams and we'll continue to do that as long as i'm here craig was next um he started on goalkeepers um he says an and um pope he says they're both different types of keepers he says we've seen an have a couple of mistakes midweek and you know is is it just simply that a, a good goalkeeper needs to be able to save shots um I could see where Craig was going with this particular you know, question, uh, com- comparison to the two keepers. Um, and he just said, look, some of Nick Pope's saves have been unbelievable this season. And I can only speak about him. I can't speak about another club's goalkeeper. He says the save against Chelsea last week was, in my view, um, underestimated. He says this has been a tough time for the squad and the football club with the injuries, but he is one of those players that has stepped up and, and shown his worth. Craig then decided to have a, a question about Nick Pope's kicking. Um, is he making up for that with with the, with his shot stopping? Because there's been a criticism of Nick Pope's kicking. People say that it's poor compared to other keepers we've had in the past. Again, Eddie just, you know, just played the straight bat. He said, look, he's, Nick Pope's character is undeniable in the goal. Uh, I, I want to praise the whole goalkeeping department because I think they're doing very well, I think. Nick's kicking has improved this year so he did did answer the question about kicking but that was as much as he as much as he um as much as he, as much as he let on. Uh, Craig then asked uh, you know is it is it very much a case of telling your team to shoot on you know shoot on site at Inanna's goal still trying to get him to have a pop at Inanna. and he just laughed and went I always encourage players to shoot. Um he says and I analyze the team I don't just analyze one player. Well done Eddie. Chris Woff was next, um, and you know he, he was looking, you know he was looking at VAR again, asking, you know, could you suggest any positive changes for VAR? And he, he again just re, you know reiterated what he said earlier: if the ref makes a decision, um, I'd like you know I'd like the ref to look from his perspective. It's pointless looking at a screen. Um, please be strong enough to stand by your your decision and your conviction. If you think that's not a penalty, then tell them it's not a penalty. I mean, ultimately, he'd done that previously in the game. Um, you know, then, you know, Chris mentioned that, uh, you know, that no, Eddie mentioned, sorry, that only minimal times has a ref back his call. I mean, with, we look back to Michael Oliver, don't we? He was one of the first to do it and there was a big hoo-ha about that. You would have thought other referees would have followed his lead, but sure, you know, they didn't. Uh, Chris asked him about Mbappe, him, who said that Newcastle offered had nothing. Um, you know, uh, I... He just basically said, look, we, we don't seek validation of our performances from anyone other than our fans and, you know, our owners. You know, what other people think about Newcastle performance has no relevance to me, uh, which I thought was a great answer. Dominic was next. He he asked again about um, other players. Elliot Anderson, he was asking about him. How's he doing? Again, disappointing news for me, this really. He just said he's working behind the scenes. Um, he's having a scan today. Uh, but it's still—it was still twelve weeks he was expected to be out. I mean, uh, such an innocuous injury, and, and you know, you think of how much Elliot Anderson, how much football Elliot Anderson would have gotten this period of time. Got to be frustrating for the lads, Certainly frustrating for us as Newcastle fans. Positives—he asked for. Um, that was the next question. What's what's the positives over the last couple of uh, you know couple of weeks? Um, and, and positives or that other players can step in and take their opportunities, such as Lewis Miley. Um, you know, and, and he's you know, basically said that players like Lewis who have come in and took their opportunities, you know, it's making the group stronger when these other players come back. Oh, God, anyhow, he's got a job, has when he? Um, he's got a job and a half when when, when all the players are fit. Um, Miley's, uh, Miley was the next question, sorry, from, um, from Dominic about uh, loan spell. And obviously, at the start of the season, Eddie didn't put him out on loan. What a shrewd move that's proved to be. But he basically said, you know, could he still benefit from having a loan out of the club at some point? Um He said, well, look, I I just felt it wasn't right to send him out on loan. I don't think some, some players develop more at a club and can, and can be ready to go straight in. But well, would benefit from going on loan. Um, and, and he's always been close to that first team call up. So... Clearly, Eddie knows a footballer when he sees one, and um, I can't see Lewis Miley going out on loan at any time now. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, Luke, who's next? Uh, Luke's become a bit of a comical figure in here, and when I mean that, I don't mean people laugh at him. Um, and, and what he asks, uh, he just he, he softens Eddie up with a little uh, with, a, with a little laugh, laughy comment at the start, and and then moves on to a little bit more serious questions. But um, definitely changed his tact, Luke Edwards, I think. Um, and he's better for it. Um, he said, did you have tea and cake at the garden centre? <laughs> And everybody laughed because there's been this story about Eddie Howe going to the garden centre and, you know, having a cup of there. he been seen there. So Eddie laughed and just said, look, uh, no, it wasn't. Um, he says, I'm not sure where this has come from, Luke. He says, I went there once, though, and it was very nice and I had a nice cup of tea. <laughs> uh, he then moved on to VAR um, and he said, what do you think about the suggestion about free kicks, corners and throw-ins being looked at with VAR now? Um, he just said, look, he said, we need, we need to get the main core of AR right first. He went, offsides are okay. The lines are tight. He says, but the decision is black and white. Um, and he said, ultimately, he says, I, I would I would like, you know, to get that right first before we start looking at bringing in other, you know, bringing in other things. And, and, and you know, I, I don't think anybody would disagree with him then. Um, you know, he, he then was asking about, you know, what managers think, other managers think of, doing this in VAR, etc. And he says, I don't have discussions with you know with with managers um about these kind of things. Um he says, but I would imagine that the players would feel the same. You know, it's it's going to ruin the game if we bring in further changes to it when certainly things aren't going smoothly with VAR in its in its current inception. Luke then said you must be delighted with the way that Tino Livramento has played at left back. Um, he just said look he's doing really well um his mentality is good he's played lots of different positions in this in this period uh, but he just gets his head down he's unflustered and i'm very very pleased with the uh, the impact uh, that he has had on this squad and um, luke then just spoke spoke broadly about you know the coaching staff and, and and the team and you know you must be pleased with the way things are going so far and he went look there's a long way to go um there's lots of work to go into what we want to achieve um, there's lots of analysis um going on at this moment in time. Um but yeah, I'd like to give them lots of credit. What's your plans for January? said Luke. Uh, no further, no further forward. Um we've just got to wait until we see who comes back injury uh, from injury and then see if there's anyone available that we would like to to bring in. But no further, no further news on that. Kieran was next. Um are you more frustrated now that the VAR officials have been stood down? No relevance to me," he said. Um, "I've got my opinion. Uh, it was wrong the decision. Um, I struggle to see how they came to that decision, but there's no relevance to us now. You know, we've parked it and we've moved on. Sometimes clubs get an apology. Would that be beneficial?" Um, you know, he said, "Well, it's not meaningless to get an apology." Um, he says, "You know, it's a good, it's a good thing to get an apology." He says, "We all make mistakes." Um, uh, you know, it's part of it's part of being a, a football manager or a football player. Uh, we can make mistakes. He says, me personally, I always say sorry if I get something wrong because I think it's important. Um, Manchester United have said that it's the advantage to you of Ten Hag has in his press conference. Uh, Eddie didn't get involved in a tête-à-tête with Ten Hag via the press. He just said, "Look, we've been in the same situation now a season. Uh, in fact, we're always at a disadvantage when we play." a Premier League game when we're playing somebody who hasn't been in Europe. That was it. He left it at that. Martin Hardy was next. He says, the us and them mentality, how have you developed that in your, your couple of years at Newcastle? He says, strategically, I haven't. Um, he says, events have probably led to, you know, that kind of reaction. He said, but it's a powerful tool to bring the club together. And it's also a powerful tool to bring the team closer to the the fans. And that's something I go on about on here. Time and time again, and you all know, guys and girls, when you when you go to the match, that when there's a contentious decision offered against Newcastle, that's when we all get really wound up and off our feet, and you know, it's that's when it's a, that's when it's at a really it, it, it's a nasty cauldron of, you know, simmering anger at an official. But the team on the opposition must really go. Wow, that's <laughs> you know, fifty-two thousand Jordies all having a go at you. Um, it's it's not a pleasant experience for an away team, but that kind of us against them mentality is right, and and you can see the players react to it because every every challenge for the next two minutes after that is got is greeted with a roar. So yeah, Eddie's right on that. Um, Martin then was was going on about. You know, he says, when we see the reactions on the pitch and the dressing room footage, you know, from your perspective, you know, that, that must, you know, that must, that shows the camaraderie and that kind of thing and the fighting spirit. And he just goes, yeah, look, he says, we try to create the spirit because it is more powerful than everything. He says, we never had to fabricate anything. He said, it's all been natural. And, you know, it's us against them. We're fighting you know, we're fighting for the black and white cause. He says, we're using all we can to get where, 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 where we want to be. Are you pleased when you see other teams rattled? Eddie just said, who? <laughs> and he just, you know, he, he was obviously referring to this Man United thing, trying to get a, a little byline from it. And he just, he said, look, I'm not bothered about other clubs. He says, we respect all of our opponents on the pitch. He says, but we are determined to win and be successful uh keeping calm makes you unusual why do you act like that uh, was martin's next question he went well it's not an act he says it's me um at certain times i am angry he says but i've always made a point of keeping my emotions to myself unless i need to bring them out for a positive reason i guess we saw that in that manchester united team talk which he probably didn't realise. He knew the cameras were there, but he wouldn't have realised that was going to be used as part of the documentary. And that was, I guess, Eddie Howe showing that, you know, that bit of criticism from Ten Hogg did affect him and he used it to our advantage and Newcastle came away with a 2-0 win. Um, so, yeah, it, it, again, it, it, it's a respect thing, clearly, from Eddie. He said, you gained praise for that, for not going mad, not going angry. Is that important? Um... He says I've had criticism for not doing it at at, at certain times. He said, um, "You know, I was told that if I, you know, didn't react in that kind of way, I'd never make it in the Premier League." By somebody, he didn't say who, of course. Um, he says, "So I have had I have had the flip side, and I have had it used against me negatively." So, in rest press conference, as always, Eddie Howe giving it. He's uh, you know giving giving us his best um, as always, and it's great to hear. Uh, from Eddie Howe in, in such a long, you know, in such a long press conference, another 30 odd minutes. Um and, and the fact that Newcastle do this now really does give me, you know, does give gives me immense pleasure because you get a full insight into what's going on. And you may not get all the questions answered, but you do get, you know, you do get you know, you do get an insight into what's going on at the club. Okay, I'm I'm happy to stay on for another half an hour. I'll go through the usual good mornings. Good morning Les. I hope you're okay. Geordie Toon for life, I hope you're well. Barry Hogan Hope you're okay. It is cold. Minus four. Good morning, David. John Cook, he says. Uh, Sam is on as well. Blue Rhythm Boy. Good morning. Um, what I'll do is I'll highlight the questions in the chat and uh, come come to you once I've got through the comments. I thought Eddie Handel this week with Total Class puts many to shame, says David. Uh, hi, Steve. Hope you're okay. Uh, we're being linked by a lot of the gossip press is wanting to sign Romelu Ram- Lukaku. Wouldn't touch him with a bar pull. What about you? You know what? For me, um, I genuinely think that if you got somebody in on loan like Lukaku, not with a not with a not with the option to buy, but I think if we brought him in and said, "Look, it's going to help you. It's going to help us. Six months, you know, five-six month contract. Come and help us win something." I think that would I think that would make sense. I wouldn't buy Lukaku for you know anything, uh, I, and I don't even know whether he would fit in the dressing room. But I think we need somebody else up front to get us get us over the line. So I'd rather have Lukaku than Dominic Calvert Lewin, who'd spend more time in that injury uh, on the, on the hospital sick bed than he would playing games. Lukaku could get you six or seven goals at the end of the season. Um, but I have seen the story, Barry. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't say no to it. But I think there's other options. It's like Ekatique. Ekatike is a good player. He's a good young player. Of course he was going to go to PSG if they came waiving the cash and the contract. But is it right to write them off now and say we don't want Ek because of that reason? You know, now he may be willing to come to the Premier League and might make him, you know, might make a, a, a you know you know, might make it big. So Lukaku, I'll I'll reserve judgment, but at the moment I wouldn't I wouldn't say no automatically. Um Blue Rhythm Boy. Next question. He said, uh Steve, not footy related. I'd like to know what you thought of the latest Beatles song now and then. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I really, really did. Um it's such a cry and shame that this is the last Beatles song that we know can be released. I mean, look, it's not out of the it wouldn't be out of the ordinary to hear somebody somewhere has got a little uh, suitcase in the loft with some some bob, you know, some some wonderful tracks by John, Paul, Ringo, and George. But at the moment, they're saying there's nothing else. So I really liked it. Um I know some big Beatles fans who, you know, can dissect it a lot better than I can. But they you know they also enjoyed it. You know, there's there's pot there's something for everyone in it. But just the technology that's allowed people to do that now. I think the big criticism from one of my friends was that it was it was put onto the um those compilation albums and he said it shouldn't be because it wasn't time sensitive you know the time the date of the the track and when it was written by lennon and recorded by lennon didn't fall into the category of the album that it's been re-released on um so he would have preferred it to have gone on the anthology i think there is some stuff on the anthology stuff um on the anthology releases which could be cleaned up to the same kind of level now which is inaudible and you wouldn't sell individually, so maybe that's uh, another ra- another revenue for them to go down. But yeah, I really liked it. Um, really liked it. the video was fantastic as well. Barry Steve Newcastle World, stating we've approached UEFA for clarification over the Looney PSG penalty decision. Is there any point they're not going to give us an extra two points? I guess I guess what Eddie says is you know an apology is always a good thing, and I think that getting an apology from UEFA is. Is, is is all you're going to get um it's too late now it could cost newcastle millions of pounds in you know in revenue because getting through the last 16 um creates you know creates a buzz creates more ticket money and also gives you that opportunity to to get more tv money so and i guess you you ranked higher universally as well so for me you know it, it's not going to get us anything barry um but it's protocol, I suppose. It's it's protocol. It's what it's what people do um in these situations and Newcastle, I suppose, are just following protocol. Um Sinbins, David John Cook would make injury issues that many clubs have had even worse. Uh, yeah, John, David John Cook. Um I I agree, Sinbins. I'm not a fan. I, it's been a bit of a split on NUFC Matters and on the Northeast Footy Breakfast show. Some people think they're a great idea. I think it'll slow the game down too much. And I think I think teams will go on the defensive. It's becoming more and more Americanized and I, and I don't like it. So I agree with that. How amazing how are our travelling fans? After issues at Villa this week, just shows how good our fan base are. Yeah, David, it became like... It was a concern when you saw the PSG Ultras walking around Paris looking for Newcastle fans and, you know, certain individuals using social media to highlight where we are. Newcastle fans, in you know... All in a bar are easy to find. I personally think that people should screw the loaf on a bit more and not not be broadcasting where they are and why they're there. You know, do a video by all means for your YouTube channel, but stick it out when you've left the place. Um, you know, you don't need the added issue when you're abroad of a whole set of football hooligans coming down and chucking chairs and bottles and whatever else and flares at you. Um, I just think they need to screw, screw that loaf on a little bit. Go to, go to the safe fan areas. NUSC sorted out a wonderful, you know, a, three wonderful away trips for Newcastle fans. Safe areas, places where there were so many Newcastle fans that you know 20 hooligans wouldn't have bothered the backside. Um but I just you've just got to be careful. But I agree with you. The traveling fan base, we, we just go and party. Well like it's like watching Scotland um in the World Cup. Whenever Scotland qualify for the World Cup, they just go to party and that's what Newcastle fans do. Um, and it, yeah, credit credit to the club, credit to the area um and you know let's let's bring let's let's have some more. Good morning, John there's a feeling that basically, as long as we turn up tonight, the points are ours. It may not be quite too easy, but on paper, we should have the edge. I don't feel like that, John. Uh, I, I genuinely feel, I genuinely feel that Eddie's almost coaxing our supporters into that kind of mindset that it's us against them, but also that you have to have respect for your opposition. Um, I've seen it. I've seen a few comments on social media, but. You know, you, I've gone into most cases. I've gone into most cases and games this this week where I've uh, this season, sorry, where I've looked at it and gone, ah, oh, you know, like I, I can't see this team getting a win. I mean, we do predictions on this show every week, and so you you guys know what my predictions have been. Um, I've I've had quite a decent success rate, but you know, ultimately, with a diminishing players, I just haven't haven't seen these results coming. in four one against Chelsea, unbelievable. 3-0 um, against Manchester United In the Carabao Cup Unbelievable You know, I could go on But you know PSG Four points off PSG With a, with a team that we had out On Tuesday night To get a 1-1 draw In Paris When we should have won 1-0 Unbelievable So I can understand why some people Will get carried away with it John I can um, Oh David I'm glad to see some Some of the NUFC Matters crowd went up there uh, Morgan Marshall who organised Said it was an absolutely Fantastic night um, Supermax car got a puncture on the way up though So they didn't get there about half past eight But uh, they stayed late and had a, a cracking night Do you think Everton will be successful with their appeal, Steve? Hand on heart? No Because the Premier League very, very rarely Go back on their original decision And they seem very confident with their decision they're also looking, potentially, uh, I've heard this week, at pushing for something else, which could see further points deducted. So the answer is no, I don't see that happening. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Chelsea and Manchester City, though. Certainly would be. In reality, Everton's overspend was a of millions more spent last two years with EPL, talking that down to so possibly not. All right, OK. Yeah, I mean, they only went £19.5 million pound over, didn't they? Uh, morning Dougie John asks you is there a danger of some form of Franco-German alliance in Dortmund to finish off our Champions League hopes I don't think so I think Dortmund will want to finish top of the group and I don't think there will be any alliance at all Um it's football not politics and I, I genuinely think that I think Dortmund wa- will want to finish off PSG you've got to remember as well if PSG get through that the, the, on the day they can be world class and if PS, PSG get through Dortmund could end up playing them at some point again, and they'll, they'll not want that. Regardless of the appeal outcome, have Everton been lucky? If any punishment had been last season, they would probably been relegated. Not happy in this season, I think they've been unlucky, John. I think they've been unlucky. You know, had they sold, um, what you call them to Tottenham for an extra twenty million, they wouldn't have been in this mess. Um, Rashalison. And I just think they've been unlucky. I think ten points is is a harsh punishment for nineteen point five million pound over the top. And I guess you're saying, well well, how's that well it's it's down to the it's down to the the allegations against some of the other teams. let's face it if if man city are found guilty, this is hypothetical. if Man City are found guilty of breaching financial fair play. 115 times let's just say they get found guilty of breaching it 10 times and that 105 of those are are, are found not to be true but 10 of them are found guilty what do you do with Man City chuck them in the non-league that's 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 what people will be saying or take 100 points I, I, I don't know what you do this is this is where this is where things are going to become so tricky um I think they've been unlucky but I think the teams that will benefit from this are the teams that are going to be punished further forward because they've made a rod for their own. Back now, 10 points. That's a—that's the biggest amount, isn't it, that's been removed from a Premier League team. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I think they've been unlucky. But I think they've been guilty because, well, they've admitted the guilt now. Um, but they're appealing against the punishment. So we'll wait and see. Will Lewis Hall start tonight? Crack and prospect, in my opinion, and he could be vital in the weeks ahead. I think he'll go and change tonight because he said yesterday that all of those players psychologically and mentally are fine. And as long as there's no injuries, I think he could go with the same team for three games in a row. But Lewis Hall will get a run out tonight at some point, I would imagine. And Matt Ritchie. Uh, Some journals, creative thinking and writing can make the real answers sound like a different press conference, in my opinion. It's why I decided to start doing this programme because I know everyone can listen to the press conference. Everybody can. Not all of you will... Know who the people are, and I can give a little bit of an extra edge to that because I know who most of these journalists are, haven't either met them or been interviewed by them at some point. But that's the whole point, and that's why I emphasize sometimes, well, such and such asked a question at the start, and oh, look, he's done that in the middle, and he's done it at the end. They're trying to get that narrative of, you know, Eddie Howe says Ten Hog is this, and then they get a back page spread. It's, it's the way journalism works, um, or you know. The question about the goalkeepers, uh, Pope is better than an honor is another one that could have come out from that questioning by you know one of the journalists uh yesterday. So, yeah, creative journalism, creative thinking. Um, it's it's being clever with the words. And you know, for years, people who read read a red top, we're all guilty of it. You read a headline and you know that's you might not read the story. And oh, such and such has said this. Well, no, he didn't. This is where this is the way he said it. And this is why he said it. And that's why this. Putting the press conference out by Newcastle is is, is beneficial, I think. Um, yeah, John just John, John just asking uh, answering the same question there. Uh, the way Elliot has bulked up in a short time, he may have caused damage to his back. That was exposed by something insignificant. It's a good point. I'm no doctor. I wouldn't know um, at all, um, you know, if that would be the case. But he certainly did bulk up. Um, I think it's just been a freak injury, though, sadly. Uh, Steve. My school pal works with here. Steve driving high-end private cars. He drove someone to Paris this week. I don't think it was Keith and John, just as Alan though. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they had a great time in Paris. John's suffering a little bit from it though. Um, will we be doing a Christmas song this year? It's not on the pipeline. I've, I've, we are doing a Christmas song on the Northeast Football Breakfast Show, um, which should be out, and I will be playing that on here. But we've uh, not done one for uh, we've not done one for any UFC matters this year, to be honest. Lots going on, Barry. Uh, If that I Love Sausage rules can top the charts, where could the NUFC Matters song end up? Oh, damn me, how? Please, no. Uh, Les says, uh, Luke Edwards certainly has turned the page. He called Eddie arguably the best manager in England, irrespective of nationality. Shows in his questioning at the press conferences. I agree, Les. Definitely changed his tune. um, Because he was very, you know, he, he was very different, wasn't he? Uh, in the build-up of the takeover, just after the takeover, but there's nothing wrong with that. If you can change and, and change for the better, then then you know that's that's great. Benzema on loan from the Saudi League. I've done a podcast with Ben Jacobs, which will go out on Tuesday. Um, I and I I, I I get the impression that there's not going to be any action for Newcastle. Certainly not in not 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 with respect to that. I asked him again about. Um, you know, uh, the potential links to one or two players, is in particular. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I think that was a red heron. But, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see in January. <clears throat> is there anyone close to coming back from injury? The answer is no, Tom. Um, if you re, if you listen to Eddie's press conference, the answer is no in, in the short term. But in the long term, yes, obviously players will be coming back. But at the moment, Botman's no longer is not training with the team. Harvey Barnes isn't training with the team. So they're, they're still away. You know, there's still a way away from, from coming back in. He, he said that Longstaff and Willock would be a couple of weeks away, um, you know, which is still bad enough because we're missing they'll miss a load of fixtures. You know, I, I think, honestly, I think a lot of these players will be in and around the same dates towards Christmas and just after New Year. I think that I think there'll be a few back for the Carabao Cup game, which which will set us set us up nicely against Chelsea. I think we'll have a stronger team when we we'll come up against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. John can't see Lukaku, um, but for a few months, possibly. Yeah, Not as a permanent deal, John. Not as a permanent deal. My pal Bob Smeaton directed the anthology. He was really pleased with the new Beatles song. All oh, right. Good stuff. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of people from the Northeast did did a lot of work on the anthology um, uh, and they did a cracking job of it as well. What position do we need to be in the league come start of January to be in a good position for a top four place? Anywhere, anywhere in the top eight. Would Sam? To be honest, I mean, you want to be as high up as possible, don't you? But anything, anything from eighth upwards has got a chance in January of making a late run in the spring. You know, to 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 get the, the Champions League place. But you know, if, if we're going into the new year sitting in sixth, I'll be happy because it gives you plenty of time. You know, to to turn things around. That's where I would say anyway. Uh, still thicker snow, mate. No, no further snow today. Um, I mean for, for me personally, looking at the old uh weather forecast. Let's hold on. Never done a weather forecast on NUFC matters. There's a first there is a first time for everything, so I uh, will pick up my phone and I will uh do it live for you, uh Dave. Cloudy conditions from eleven till six with flurries expected at six. So it's gonna start snowing at six o'clock. And then the rest of the night is going to be minus one and minus two and uh, no snow after six o'clock. So 20% chance of snow at six o'clock. And then the rest of the night is uh, unblemished. So there we go. I didn't use any uh, technical terms there for you. Um, Will England win a tournament with Jude Bellingham in the middle? Yes, but not with Southgate as manager for me. I think we need a new manager, not Eddie Howe. Um, I think... I still think Potter will get it, but he keeps knocking Jobs back left, right and centre. But I think if Gareth Southgate's in charge, I don't think we'll see the best of Bellingham. I don't think he's the right man for the job. You need somebody like El Tell, don't you? God bless him uh, to come in and shake things up a little bit. Potter could be very much the same as Southgate, but I've just got a feeling he's, he's, just, he's just waiting for that job. But who knows? Ian's got a feeling that we're going to smash Manchester United. I hope you're right, mate. I hope you're right. Um, We've been here before Southgate's just too negative Even with Bellingham I agree Just what I've said Ian 100% mate Uh, Southgate lacks imagination And ambition We are winning nothing with him He's been a great manager You know A great great English manager There's no doubt about it But You know Everybody goes stale everybody goes stale. everyone has those moments where they go you know the they, they've reached the they've reached the level and I think now is it I mean the whole Sterling thing is bizarre if you're not going to pick England if you're not going to pick Sterling for England now tell him his England careers over don't keep don't keep the kid hanging on a you know hanging on a on, on a hope that you know that he is he's going to be you know he's going to potentially be there it's not fair on the player unless he unless he's had a private conversation with him and said, I'm taking you next season. I've seen enough. I need to see these other players, but I don't get that I don't get that view. I don't get that impression from him. We need to try and win the Carabao Cup. How are the lads? Yeah, Blue Rhythm Boy, I agree. Uh we've got a good run coming up. Uh when we will be getting close to full strength again after the next few games. I agree and January January we should we should have a full house and that's when Eddie's got some some major headaches, some good headaches to have, but some major headaches. GSD big coat weather, then yes, Dave, 100%, mate, 100%. Don't forget, Superman and Gibbo, by the way, um, if anybody is coming to the match today, um, will be at Louis Liquor Store at um, 5 45. They're doing pre match only. It's free entry, children are welcome, and it's uh, the food is by Fed uh, Fed's Fried Chicken. I'll tell you what, that fried chicken is absolutely gorgeous in there, but the bar's lovely. It reminds me of the bar on Cheers, actually. Um, but yeah, Louis Licker Store, uh, it's in the Groat Market, the street opposite the big market. Uh, so get yourself along there if, um, if, if you want to see Malcolm and Gibbo, they're always always good crack, but always good opportunity as well to get a photograph with them and uh, and meet the lads, get something signed as well, program or something like that. Bellingham and Miley, canny midfield, you're not wrong, Sam. And I think we've got a great chance of getting to the final of the Carabao Cup, me too. Uh, really, really do. A wonderful comment by Stuart Pearce yesterday speaking about the Beckham-Simeone incident. If you kick out, do prop a proper job. What a defender. <laughs> I can just hear Pearce saying that. I did a talk with him once. What a lovely bloke. Uh, Mike Stewart, 2-1 today. I hope so, mate. And uh, Blue the Boy, I believe we will win a trophy with Eddie Howe in charge. That's a lovely way to finish the show. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I will endeavour to try and do a few more Q&As uh, at the end of Eddie House press conference. I think it's a nicer way of doing it. And um, good to see everybody. Don't forget as well, if you haven't listened to it, the Northeast Footy Breakfast Show. Um, if you search and bookmark thetoonuk.com, that's the website. Um, there's a little widget which you can press play on every morning. I'm on there seven nine. Now, it's good banter because you've got Ted the Macam, and you've got Rye, the mad Australian who's approached Borough. Um, but it's just good crack, seven to nine. So if, you, if you're sick of listening about what's going on around you in the world and depressing yourself, uh, get yourself onto there. Um, they also do a 3 legends show. Lee Clark represents Newcastle on a Friday night, and Ian Murtad does a, a journalist show on the same night on the same channel. So it's worth looking at, even if uh, you don't want to listen to two hours of me and a Macam and a Borough fan rabbiting on in the morning. But we'll just bookmark that, the thetoonuk.com. Uh, it's well worth a listen. If you haven't listened to it, uh, please, please give it a try. Um, and also, the Beardsley event and the Keegan Waddle Beardsley event are both sold out now. Uh, but this event is still available on voucher. So if you want to treat yourself or you're thinking, if people are saying, what can I get you for Christmas? Is there anything you want? Get yourself on a voucher. So the tickets aren't £55 pound on voucher. The tickets are about 20 quid on voucher. Um, for the Nobby Solano, do um, there's 150 tickets went on sale. Woucher have sold 50, I think. And I think we've sold 10. Um, so obviously, from from your perspective, guys, if you want to go to that event, get yourself on a woucher. Well worth, well worth going. Um, looking forward to looking forward to seeing as many of you as possible. And, and if anybody is going to the irish center on thursday that's going to be like the NUFC matters christmas party and frank clark and Gibbo are going to do pre-match half time, and then do a little talk in a post-match uh so there's still uh tickets available for that again get yourself on the voucher. just look for frank clark uh, so get yourself along to that if you can great chat thanks david thanks les thanks ian how are the lads no no problems blue rhythm boy And that shirt doesn't fit Water Nobby. Great to see you all, guys. Enjoy the game. Stay safe in the snow. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning uh, to, to look back at the Manchester United game with Stu Penman and Neil Mitchell on the professionals. Take care, guys.